The North American Retail Hardware Association recently expanded its membership to include independent paint and decorating retailers in the U.S. and Canada. As a result of that expansion, we also changed our name. We are now the North American Hardware and Paint Association, or NHPA. I wanted to clarify that because throughout this podcast, you'll hear us say NRHA, but this was recorded before the expansion. To learn more about NHPA and what this new era means for you as a member of the association, visit yournhpa.org. That's Y-O-U-R-N-H-P-A dot O-R-G or call NHPA member services at 800-772-4424. Welcome to Editorially Speaking, the podcast for Hardware Retailing Magazine. I'm Melanie Mauld, Managing Editor of Hardware Retailing. Today on our podcast, we have an internal guest. We have training manager and editor, Jesse Carlton, um, who has recently been developing a new training program uh, that launches uh, in October. So welcome to the show, Jesse. Happy to have you here. Well, thank you, for Melanie, for having me. It's a pleasure to be on a podcast and talk about training at NRHA. So you've been with NRAJ for a while in uh, various roles, and can you tell us a little bit about your role as training manager, how long you've been in this role, and kind of what that means? Well, I've been a training manager. I've been a part of kind of with NRAJ training for quite a while. I helped with develop, help take the old ACHR and BMCK, if some of our um, listeners who have been around for a while know what those are, that's our older courses. I helped take those and digitize them and it became basic training and that was a few years ago. And then about uh, five or six years ago, I had the opportunity to step kind of into a more formal role role as a training manager. And as that, uh, as a training manager for for NRHA, it was, um, I was able to develop courses. And so my job is just to oversee the different training materials that we have, make sure that they stay up to date, make sure that they're relevant and find ways to develop new courses for our um, retailers and for all of our members. Um, This includes free resources as well as the paid content that they would get as an NRHA member. And and, and also other uh, resources like the tools and guides that we offer. Um, I also help manage our LMS, our learning management system, and that's the portal through which uh, training members can go in, access our training, and do the testing and kind of manage their students. Uh, so I help troubleshoot problems there and, and, and all that. So how many training programs do we currently have available and, and what do they entail? Well, you know, we've made a big emphasis here at NRHA uh, because we know training is so important. You know, employees are, they're a big asset, but they can be a huge liability if they're not well trained. So. We've, especially over the past few years, really expanded our portfolio of training. Uh, Our most popular courses, uh, there's about about 10 or so courses right now. Our most popular courses are basic training in hardware retailing and basic training in building materials retailing. And those take uh, the employees through the whole range of categories. So there's in, in the hardware retailing, there's about eight core categories that we cover. And of course, there's thousands of products in an average hardware store. So we take them, just the, the most basic ones that everybody's likely to have. We talk about the features and benefits of those products, talk about selling skills, 
how can you do an add-on sale if you're selling maybe something as simple as a hammer? Well, you might want to sell uh, some safety goggles and some gloves and maybe a tool belt along with it. So we teach even on the most basic products how to do add-on sales. And then upselling. What's the difference between a hammer that's five ninety nine and twenty five ninety nine? Well, how do you and then how do you show a customer the difference? So we try to lay a baseline for all the product knowledge for um, an, an average employee. So that's probably our most popular program. Um, another one is the Three Pennies of Profit. That's a fifteen minute video that talks about the retail profit and loss, and that's been around for quite a while. A lot of retailers will request that. It's a great one to you know, the first couple weeks of an employee's, you know, hire to show them. So they know that, because, you know, typically an employee might just think, oh, you're the owner, you're just raking in the bucks. But this, this uh, training program shows there's only about three pennies of every dollar is actually profit. And so it helps employees understand that. And it's a great video. Uh, we also have, you know, we, and we have management training or, or kind of more, more like operational training. Um, basic retail pricing, inventory management, uh, retail accounting, and we have uh, loss prevention, merchandising, selling skills. Try to really cover the whole range of training needs for an employee. And if you get into more like a retail leadership institute, we even have the training for leadership and management, which is um, more of what Scott Wright does. Uh, but everything that I'm involved with is all the training that's online and on demand. So if you're a member, you can access it anytime. And uh, we, like I said, we go through some of this, the most basic product knowledge, we go through project knowledge, and some of the more operational things like inventory and pricing. So it really is a, a broad spectrum of training that, that can really apply to any retailer and, and meet anybody's needs. Um, there's really something for any level of employee. That's right. Um, and I know that we've used um, retailers as sources to get this information too. You know, we, we work for the association, but we're not retailers. So it's really important for us to rely on the people who are experts to, to give us that insight. Can you, can you talk a little bit about maybe how we, um, how you use retailers to source that knowledge? Yeah, that's that's right. We certainly we want to um, you know go to the people who know the most, and some of the training stuff was was kind of already there in place. Like for our, and we have used retailers. We've also used some of the wholesalers and others to review content, like the product knowledge. We've used different wholesalers who've been willing to help review the content to make sure it stays up to date. Uh, in fact, we're you know we're in the process of doing some of that right now. We just released an updated uh, version or some updates to our product knowledge, um, plumbing and electrical earlier in the year, and we're gonna be doing some more um, this year. So we're here today to talk about the newest training program, which is onboarding, which actually is kind of a precursor, would you say, to um, kind of the, the basics of hardware retailing and selling skills. You have to onboard someone before you can train them in, in all the details of what it means to be a hardware retailer. That's right. So what's the backstory of why this was the next program we decided to launch? Well, again, I, um, so I've, I did talk to a few retailers and asked a few questions. I, I, th I think part of it was we came up with an idea of you know, what's one of the biggest challenges that retailers are facing. And one of them always seems to be, when we're out visiting retailers or talking to them, it's, it's employees. You know, find, it's finding good employees, but also the kind of related is keeping those good employees. And 
And once you do find a good employee, how can you be a workplace of choice, a place that keeps that person around, especially if they're going to be a high performer and someone who maybe has a future in the company. And so onboarding is really a first step on that. And, and it's, um, you know, if you're going to, if you onboard correctly, it's, it's kind of part of the training process. Like you said, it's, it's kind of a precursor to this, what we, what we already have. So it's almost like we're filling in a few gaps from training. You know, you know, there's a few pieces here that we could add in that helps, that will help retailers incorporate some of our other training. Um, and also, I guess part of the, what makes this relevant, part of the backstory is a, is a art, an article that I just wrote that'll be coming out in the October HR employee retention. And we, in there we use stats from a survey of employee, uh, from Gallup, who's an analytics and data firm. And their survey is called State of the American Workplace. And anytime, I, I, it seems like every time I was Googling an article about employee retention, a stat from that study always came up. So this is like a study that everybody is using um, to, um, th when they're thinking about employee issues. And one of the things that they wanted to ask or they wanted to solve in the study was how engaged are employees with the places where they work? And what effect does that have on their job retention and job performance? And they found that employees who are the most engaged with the places where they work had lower absenteeism, fewer safety incidents, they had higher productivity, lower turnover, even in those high turnover jobs like, like um, retail. And the companies had less shrinkage because employees were less likely to steal from if they were highly engaged in their company. So the next question is then, how do you engage employees? And Gallup sees a connection between you know, that employee engagement and the entire employee experience. So it's almost like the life cycle of the employee. You start out even before they're hired, you know, how, you're, how do you attract them to the company? How do you onboard them? How do you maybe promote them throughout their journey? And then and all the way to the final, you know, when they're getting ready to leave. So there's this whole life cycle of an employee. And an important part of that cycle is the onboarding process. And the question is, are you establishing a positive relationship between the leadership of the store and the new hire? Are you getting them kind of indoctrinated into the culture of the company? Are they understanding what their responsibilities are? And one of the um, statistics that the study brought out was only about 12% of employees think that they're strongly agree that their organization does a great job of onboarding. So that was, you know, for some retailers, they may think, wow, you know, how many employees of mine think that's, that's a, that they're that I'm doing a great job. So onboarding is important and it's not just to make the employees feel good, but it's, you want your employees to get up to speed very quickly. You don't want them to, it, you want it to take six months for them to become productive. You want them as soon as possible to be out on the sales floor and helping customers and, and you know, doing all the things they can so you don't have to you know, keep supervising them and mentoring them that whole time. Um, so we know that onboarding is important, but we kind of guess that a lot of retailers just don't have the time to do it properly. And say you're, you know, if you're a multi-store chain and you have a big corporation, you probably have a dedicated HR manager, someone who can sit down and really outline this. But if you're a single store owner, and even if, even if you have two or three stores, you're going to be wearing a lot of hats. And onboarding, maybe that kind of gets the short end sometimes. So an example I like to use, which is what I used in the hardware retailing, is Elena Nelson. She's the co-owner of Necklet Hardware in Minneapolis. 
she was actually a student in our retail management certification program. And her final project was centered on this idea of onboarding. She admits, probably like a lot of retailers, she had never, just didn't have a really good program in place. She said about one out of three people she hired would just not, you know, they wouldn't last. And she was happy if they made it past a year. So, and that was a success. So obviously that kind of turnover though takes a toll on your store, on your business. You know, there's a few thousand dollars that it takes. So how, so, so her, her question was, how can I do a better job? And it was just getting more organized with a new handbook, better job descriptions, kind of a pathway to training and eliminating, eliminating the confusion about what am I supposed to be doing if I'm a new employee? You know, instead of just signing these legal papers and now you're on your own, you know, getting those orientation type of things out of the way, getting them so they're um, really ready at the, at, at, right off the bat. So, so that kind of long answer to, we thought, how can we make onboarding a little easier for the average store owner who may not have a lot of time? So we tried to develop some resources that will help in that direction. And these are, so this is, you know, the, the new set of resources are geared around around that. Uh, for this particular course, I was gonna give a shout out to some retailers anyway, and but um, Shane Thomas over at W.E. Avashan and Company, he's been a big help in this course, and at the last course, um, Avashan was a help too. Uh, Jason Budman over at Coles Hardware, he's been a help, uh, someone I can bounce ideas off, Peter Walsh at Walsh's Ace. Uh, I also, um, had Kim Turant over at Family Farm and Home in Michigan. She has reviewed some materials. So we, I try to find retailers who are maybe experts in a certain field. In, the, in this case, it was the onboarding process in HR. Uh, find those and then ask for their input and also for the review afterwards. So we make sure that you know the content that we're putting out there is, is actually relevant and makes sense to those who, who are gonna use it. Um, so for people who aren't familiar with the training programs um, or haven't accessed any before, can you talk a little bit about how the program is organized in the LMS and kind of what the experience is for people? Mm-hmm. Well, you'll log in and once you, um, once you, if, once you become a um, NRHA member, a training member, we have a, a great team here that can help you get set up and you know, guide you through the, the, the process of getting in there. And it's gonna, this, these resources are gonna be organized in around several kind of key parts. Uh, the first one, we're gonna start with the manager. So there's gonna be, we have an onboarding handbook that you can uh, download, it's a, it's a PDF. And this is a handbook that offers some guidance, some best practices on how to set up an onboarding program. We have a suggested checklist of what you, what you should do in the first few, you know, the first few days, the first 30 days, after, the, after 90 days. The goal is really to get someone who may have no formal onboarding program, or maybe they're not, they have sort of bits and pieces of one, but they really want to make it a little more cohesive. How can you get a structure for your own? And this is really created around that. Like, so we have those timelines, suggestive checklists, we have uh, some why it's important. Uh, we also have a lot of resources. We, can, we link you to all those other resources that NRHA has our training programs that can help you, you know, during that process too. Uh, the next major piece is actually for the employees, 
and this is called joining a retail team. And it's a set of modules that are that, that are designed to show the kind of show the employees why it's important to you know to be a team member on an, in a retail environment. It's it's almost like a welcome to retail. You know, it's evident that after reading the Gallup study, a lot of uh, people in the modern workforce don't just want a job. They want a sense of belonging to something. So they want that purpose along with just not just the paycheck. And, and they kind of want to know, how do I fit into the big picture of what this business is about? So the, this set, these set of modules is kind of a step in that direction. Uh, we want to show them why their job is important in a broader context. And that broader context breaks down into why, what's the role in the community? We have a module about why independent retailers are so important to the community. Uh, we also have a, mod, a few modules on the role in the team. Why is teamwork important? You know, you want your your um, employees to be team players and have good communication skills, uh, conflict resolution skills, and want them to be able to collaborate. So we we talk about teamwork. We also talk about the customer. What's your role with the customer? How do you give good customer service? So it's just kind of an introduction. It's it's kind of those some of those soft skills that you want to try to continue to develop with, um, with your employees. And, and then we also have a few other pieces. We have a, um, we have a little quiz kind of thing that, that um, introduces employees to all the terms that you use. You know, there's all this lingo in, in, in the retail environment. Mm -hmm. What's a SKU? What's an end cap? What's a, what's a dump bin? And so we have a, a little exercise where it helps introduce those terms. About 60 terms that we've pulled together. And, and another thing we have is a job description template. I know one thing that when I was, we were talking to Elena Nelson, who we mentioned earlier, she said one thing that she did, which was hugely helpful to her, was to put together job descriptions and how, and just make them very specific so employees know exactly what they need to do. And so we've done, we've created some templates that for five different different um, kind of positions that the average store might have just to get as a starting point. So you can take these and here's what my job description should probably look like and maybe here's some points that I want to include. Of course, you're going to customize it for yourself, but we've, we've put that in there. And um, another tool is, is our, what we call our skills assessment. And, you know, we have eight between the, if, we, if you took at the basic training in hardware retailing and the product not, uh, basic, just, just that course alone, there's about 12 hours worth of training there. And so where do you start? Where do you, you know, you can't have them take it all at once. So the skills assessment is, is designed to help you figure out where maybe I should start my employee. Do I start them in plumbing? Do they know a lot about plumbing? And maybe I can skip that one and go to paint. So these are just short tests where you can give them a short, maybe 10 questions about whatever category, and you can kind of gauge their knowledge. And if they seem to be pretty competent in plumbing, maybe we'll say, okay, well, we're gonna have you start training in the paint category. Or, or maybe it's vice versa. You know a little bit about electrical, so let's make sure you know as much as you can and keep going there. You can, I guess, take it either direction. But this is something, again, that retailers have had asked for. We've had several retailers ask about a skills assessment like this, so 
this is a nice little piece to drop in there, which is uh, great for, for the onboarding area. So those are really the main components. And like I said, they're gonna be all on our LMS system. So we talked a little bit about some of the takeaways retailers might get from this program. Um, but what's, what's kind of the overall goal, do you think? Can you talk a little bit more about how this program and maybe the whole suite of NRHA training options um, helps support employee retention? What's kind of, the, what's kind of that key piece that uh, you've cited a lot, of, a lot of statistics from the Gallup survey? Um, is, is there kind of like a, a, a direct correlation between training like this and retention? Yeah, I think, I think so. Um, you know, I think the more that employees become engaged in what they're doing, the more that they feel confident that they have the knowledge that they need, the longer they're going to stick around. Of course, you can't, you know, no system is perfect and, and there has to be a lot of different things in play for them to want to stay. But I think having the knowledge that they need they, when they go out on the sales floor and start helping customers, that they feel like they're, they are helping customers. They're not just, oh, go, you know, go talk to so-and-so or go talk to somebody else because I don't know. They don't want to keep saying, I don't know. And you, they want to be able to actually have an answer. And I think training is a critical, critical for that. It also shows that the employer is investing in their employee. It shows that level of commitment from the em em employer. And so I think that will help in retention. And I think, I think some of the takeaways too um, from this is that correspond with the, with the Gallup study is, you know, onboarding isn't the same as orientation necessarily. You know, onboarding is more of a longer process. Or when you think of orientation as just a, you know, there's where the bathrooms are, there's the time clock, you only have half an hour for lunch and sign these papers that, you know, make you legal. That's kind of, it's, it's, it's a lot more just getting the business done. Onboarding is, more, is, a, is a longer process, which really helps them see their role in the business. What, 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 you know, what's the vision of the business? Where do I fit in? And, and how do I connect with everybody? You know, something as simple as taking the new employee out to lunch helps you connect on a personal level. And that can, even something like that can be part of an onboarding process. So as we mentioned earlier, you know, especially with the, the, I think the younger generations, it seems to be, they do want some more of that purpose for why. I think onboarding helps, helps with that and helps them become more engaged. And, and, and onboarding just helps them become more productive faster, like we talked about earlier. Um, and so I think the, you know, the key kind of a takeaway is just to ask, take a look at your own and how, or, and how what's, you know, what's your process like? Is it just very short and all the business or is it a little bit longer process that really helps them get engaged at a deeper level? Um, and another, another thing that stood out to me too is, this is something that's come up when I've talked with retailers is, you know, onboarding is about investing as, in employees as people. There's, it's, you know, for a lot of, some, for some retailers, they're giving someone their very first job ever. And that they may be in, in school, so they're not just teaching them about hardware and hammers and nuts and bolts, but they're also teaching them about how to relate to people, how to be responsible on the job, and some of those soft skills that are helping them to be better. And no longer how long 
an employee stays with you. You want them to have the best experience at your work, at your retail operation that, that you can. Because even when they stop being your employee, they're still gonna, they might come back and be your customer. And they might have friends who are gonna wanna be your customer. They might have friends who want to, who may be a future employee. So if you leave them with a good experience, no matter how long they stay, then, um, then you've set, you, you know, you've set up a lot of, a, a long chain of effects after that. I think it starts with that onboarding piece where you're, you know, give them a good experience from day one. And, you know, the hope is that whether they stay a year or they stay 10 years, um, they will be a, you know, they're going to be an asset to you and then as an employer or as to a future customer. I think what you said about onboarding being uh, a longer process as being different from orientation really, really resonates with me in the handful of retail jobs I've had. Um, onboarding orientation training was just kind of like sending me off to whatever cashier was available. Um, and so there wasn't really an official training process. It was just getting the business done, you know, making sure I knew what buttons to press on the register and, you know, working the scanner and, and those sorts of things. And, uh, spoiler alert, I don't work for any of those companies anymore. (laughs) Um, and, and so really setting up that process and designating the right people, um, to, to kind of carry out that onboarding is definitely part of that, I think, and, and really makes an impression. Um, I, I feel like I talk about my, my history at a nationally well-known coffee chain a lot on this podcast, mm-hmm. but I'm going to bring it up again um, because uh, no matter how you feel about the company or coffee, um, they had a really intensive weeks-long training program um, from, you know, what's the difference between these beans to here's how you actually make a drink to here's what customer service looks like. Um, And kind of touching on all of those points um, definitely makes for a a more engaging experience long-term. And and I think the, the experience I had working there for three and a half years, um, the, the, the training and, and the, the camaraderie that I had with my, with my coworkers and with my customers um, is, is one of the reasons I still dream about working there, uh, <laughs> even though I've been gone for seven years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I definitely think that, that, that noting that difference between onboarding and orientation is, is key. Mm-hmm. So you talked earlier about there being components for both managers and employees in this program. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think, um, is, it, is it mostly for employees or do you recommend managers kind of going through the whole program before um, passing it on to their employees? So the key audience um, start, let me take a little step back from, from that is probably the single store owner with uh, two or three locations. I mean, anybody, any retailer is gonna find a use for this, I think, um, and, and at some level. But I, I think the um, single store owner, maybe with two or three locations, you know, you know one location or, or a few more, who doesn't have that uh, uh, HR manager who's kind of there establishing a, a program, this is a, this is a great fit for them, at least, at least the onboarding handbook. And then in terms of employees and managers, the audience is kind of split between the two. So the managers are gonna get a lot out of the onboarding handbook, as well as some of the tools like the job descriptions, uh, job description templates, and even the job assessments. You know, that's gonna be a, a good tool for them. And then the employees are going to uh, 
get the most out of, say, the retail terms activity where we talk about all those 60 retail terms, as well as the joining a retail team modules, set of modules. And those are what are geared toward them. So we do have something for each kind of set, and it should be pretty evident once the manager or the owner gets in there, you know, what's a good fit for them and then um, what's a good fit for their employees. And you touched on this earlier that uh, this program is available only for NRHA training members. So if somebody is listening to this and they're not a training member or they've never accessed any of our resources, where do they go to uh, get this onboarding program? Well, the best place to go, nrha.org forward slash membership. So that's um, in order to become a, in, in order to access the, the program, you need to first be a member. And so go there first if, if you're not a member and you'll, you'll find ways how you can sign up. Uh, Katie and Renee here in our office, one of them will get in touch with you and, and they'll be able to set you up with a login and password. And then the actual content is on nrhatraining.com, and that's our learning management system. And once you log into that, you'll be able to find the different components of the program like I talked about. And um, now if, you're, uh, if, if you just want to get to the, the free stuff, there's, there is one free thing. It's on nrha.org forward slash job dash template. And those are those job description templates that I talked about, and we have those uh, for free. Everything else is through our paid membership. But you know, when it comes down to it, the, the, you know, the, the nominal fee that we have for memberships, it's nominal compared to the return on the investment that you get because you can really train a lot of employees, well, you train all of your employees for one cost, and that uh, covers you for the whole year. So, and if you're an ACE or True Value or Home Hardware, then talk to your, um, also call us because you're already a member through your co-op or um, wholesaler. Uh, so there is an exception for those folks. But everyone else, just uh, talk to us and we can get you set up. And that annual fee, Jesse, it's $299 per year for the first store, correct? Yes. So really when you break it down per employee, it is really an incredible value. It is. When you consider how much that you, that you get, you get all of our training programs, um, for the whole year and each employee, the more employees you have, the less cost it becomes per employee. Right, great. All right, well, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to be sure retailers know about training or, or NRHA offerings? I think the main thing is just to make sure that you are training your employees, that you have a, a good solid program in place. If you don't, of course, we have lots of ways, we can, we can help you get that set up. We have lots of resources. But you know, a, an employee who is well-trained is a big asset to your company. They, can, they, they help you make loyal employee or loyal customers. A, an employee who is not well-trained can be a big liability to your company because they, they can drive away customers if they don't know what they're talking about or they're just not, not, good, at their, you know, not good at their job. So the training is, is very important to be successful. Um, and so take advantage of what we have and, and uh, keep checking back because we always have new things coming out. Great. Well, thanks for your time today, Jesse. I really appreciate you coming on to talk about this program. Well, thank you, Melanie, for having me on, and I appreciate the opportunity as well.
The pandemic has pushed every independent retailer to reconsider how they can deliver stellar customer service under pressure. In the October issue of Hardware Retailing, discover how Costello's Ace Hardware and Connolly's Do It Best have maintained customer satisfaction while navigating new retail standards. Also in this issue, get the details about the the Gallup survey Jesse mentioned that shows how adopting a coaching style of management can reduce turnover. Find out what that means for you and your operation and get tips from three retailers who have taken steps to improve employee retention. The category spotlight in the October issue is about builder's hardware. Essential categories can sometimes be taken for granted, but that would be a misstep. In the October issue, learn how two retailers make the most of this crucial category with strategic inventory selection and merchandising. Also in this issue, get the details on the NRHA All Industry Conference, which kicks off virtually in conjunction with the National Hardware Virtual Show October 12th through the 15th. Find out who's on the presenter list and how you can still make valuable virtual connections this year. In the High Performance Retailing Fall 2020 issue, gain clear insight. The home improvement industry is full of activity, but you can understand exactly what your current customers need with insights from the 2020 Retail Selector Study. The comprehensive analysis sheds light on top performing categories and what's motivating customers to make a purchase. If you're listening to this, you're probably a fan of podcasts. Luckily, Hardware Retailing has two other podcast series for you to enjoy. On Taking Care of Business, Hardware Retailing Executive Editor Dan Trottencheck talks to industry veterans and executives to get the latest scoop on the industry and their business. And on Tell Me More, NRHA Retail Outreach Coordinator Renee Shanyan connects with retailers across North America to learn about their operations, unique ideas, and retail insights. You can access all three Hardware Retailing podcast series by visiting hardwareretailing.com slash pod. That's hardwareretailing.com slash pod or wherever you get your podcasts.